0: That offensive starting lineup for Penn State is going to have a different look since Dante Cephas isn't quite ready yet. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, that is right. You are locked on Nittany Lines. Thanks so much for making your first listen and watch every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Zach Seiko. I am your host of the show. Download Game Time, create a free account, and use promo code Locked College with your first purchase, and you get $20 off. Yes, Dante Cephas transferred in from Kent State, isn't quite ready to take over the role that Penn State assumed he was going to be ready for. And that's going to change how the offense is going to look, at least for the time being, going into West Virginia, Delaware, Illinois, maybe down the road. But we'll see if Penn State has some success with what I anticipate is going to be a very good offense. They might just stick with it. So we're going to go through the offense, the defense. Defense is pretty status quo. I'm going to tell you about the offense and what it could look like. Given Cephas's readiness and special teams, it's a complete makeover. That's going to be in the final segment. Let's start with the quarterback. So this is Penn State's starting lineups and depth chart for the 2023 season. Who's going to start a quarterback? This is an easy one. It's Drew Aller. Okay. He's the five-star quarterback. This episode is going to go up Sunday, August 27th. James Franklin and Mike, you James Franklin's going to make the announcement at his weekly press conference as every Tuesday, unless something crazy happens. Uh, but James Franklin, Mike, you and sitting the coaching staff, Danny O'Brien included as well, are going to come to the decision for Drew Aller on Tuesday, August 29th. And that's probably what James is going to lead off with in his opening say- statement. And, it's the right decision. It's the obvious decision people have been clamoring for. Why hasn't Penn State made Drew Aller the quarterback after all this time? It's we've known he played in a lot of games last season. They basically groomed him to be the starting quarterback for this year. But Bo Prabula had an opportunity. He was... I want to say this, it was always Drew Aller's starting job to lose, but Bo Prebula was good enough to make this an interesting competition and to give him the benefit of the doubt, okay? It's not that Bo Prebula uh, isn't capable of playing. That's what they wanted to see, but it's more so of the fact that this is Drew Aller's offense. The offense is tailored for him, and you will get that official word from Coach Franklin on Tuesday, August 29th, at his press conference leading into West Virginia. But the offense is going to look significantly different now. Okay, with the fact that Dante Cephas is not quite ready to take on that first receiver type of role. They brought him in to be that that X wide receiver, that person that can be the option route that can be in sync with Drew Aller that has to build up a lot of chemistry. And that was a difficult ask. Okay, very difficult to do. And we saw it last season when Parker Washington went down. Penn State ran a lot more 12 personnel with two tight ends, a Y and an H tight end. So at least with the quarterback position here, Drew Aller's is going to be the starter. Bo Perbula will be your number two. True freshman, Jackson Smollett, who's ultimately going to redshirt. Uh, your, disease, your season is a complete disaster. If Jackson Smollett sees the football field this season, I'm sorry. that's just, you. Might, I hope you're up by 100 points when he gets into the game, Penn State. Uh, but Jackson Smollett should be able to redshirt. But you do have those four games where he could technically appear without burning the redshirt. I, Coach Franklin said that he had the best deep ball for what it's worth. Uh, best, Whether that's accuracy or arm strength or something, he said that he likes the way that Jackson Smollett is able to air it downfield. So we're going to get to the wide receivers and the tight ends in a second, which is really dictating what this offense is going to look like a little more with the 12 and 22 personnel. So let's jump to the running backs. All right, your depth chart is going to look like this for the running backs, Nicholas Singleton or Katron Allen. Nicholas Singleton is your 1A, Katron Allen is your 1B. You've listened to Coach Franklin. He said in his pressers, the everydayers know this, but I know there's going to be a lot of people actually tuning in for this one to get a better idea of the depth chart and the starting lineups for Penn State. He said that he believes Singleton and Allen are both number one running backs, so he's going to treat them like that. If you're going to get into a physical game, Right, you're going to try to use Katron Allen a little more if you're getting into the home run territory. You want Nicholas Singleton to break off that long run, you're going to use him. I still believe that Singleton is the better running back, which is why I would list him as the 1A. But if you, if we're talking about a Penn State Nittany Lion printed out depth chart written by James Franklin himself, it's going to say Singleton or Allen. So who's behind him? Trey Potts is going to be the next running back, of course, transferring over from Minnesota, Williamsport, Pennsylvania native. That is someone who brings a lot of veteran experience. So he will be the three. Then there was Cam Wallace, the true freshman out of the state of Georgia, who looked to at least possibly push for the number three spot because of Potts's knowledge and experience at the college football level. I'm going to give him the nod, but this brings up the conversation of the 22 personnel. Mike Yersuch has run this before. It was successful at Oklahoma State five years ago. Who's to say Penn State can't make it into their offense, right? Who says the Nittany Lions can't incorporate it into their scheme? I think they will because like Justice Hill and Chuba Hubbard a while ago, five years ago, Ohio State for the Cowboys, Nicholas Singleton and Katron Allen both on the field at the same time outside of the T formation. Outside of the T formation, then who's to say Trey Potts and Cam Wallace can't come in at the same time. Then looking down the depth chart, Tank Smith will be next up, Tyler Holtzworth, Emil Davis. Penn State fans are very much familiar with them, but they are just lower on the depth chart and Someone might, uh, you might wonder why I haven't brought up London Montgomery to this point. I think he has all the talent in the world. He's still recovering from a senior injury. His senior season of high school had an ACL, a leg injury. That's when you're running back, you got to be able to recover from that. I don't think Penn State's going to push him that hard. I've heard he's recovered well, but still a true freshman. I anticipate that he's going to kind of work his way up, but he, he could easily, a fully healthy London Montgomery does jump. An Emil Davis, a Tyler Holtzworth, a Tank Smith, even in the depth chart. He's comparable to Cam Wallace. And it's nice to see that Cam Wallace, as a borderline three-star, really making the impression that he has. Wide receiver, the 12 personnel and the 22 personnel, that means two running backs and two tight ends. That's 22. When it's a 12 personnel, that means one running back, two tight ends. So that's what this has in common. So that means Penn State is going to go from three wide receivers, it's traditional look, To two tight ends and two wide receivers with that selection of just singleton or Allen, or both of them, etc. So this is where the offense looks significantly different from a traditional Penn State offense, whether that's Joe Moorhead, Ricky Ronnie, even a Kirk Sciarocca for a year. And Mike Yursich, for the most part, when they had the healthy wide receivers between Mitchell Tinsley, Parker Washington, they factored in Trey Wallace um, and moved some guys around last year. They went three wide receiver sets. They're going to be more comfortable with two wide receiver sets, two tight ends. So here's what it's going to look like. Your first string starters for Penn State to wide receiver, your X is going to be Keandre Lambert Smith, and your Z is going to be Trey Wallace. It's consistent with what James Franklin has said. The conversation has been, who are those starting wide receivers going to be? Well, he's only named two of them because there's only two starters at the wide receiver position. It's pretty easy with the logical conclusion. Lambert Smith and Wallace have been praised by James Franklin nonstop all season long. Every time wide receiver is brought up, he names those two. He doesn't name anybody else. Those are your starters, okay, in this in this different look. I wouldn't say new. It's not brand new, but it's going to look different from a traditional Penn State offense, at least since James Franklin has, has taken over, right, over the past decade. Now, who would be your backups in this two-wide receiver look? Your ex would probably be Amari Evans. Amari Evans, despite not being named by Coach Franklin, has been named by his peers, Fellow teammates, assistant coaches, they really like Amari Evans a lot to be that next man up as that option route wide receiver. So Keandre Lambert-Smith will be your number one. And then if he goes out, who comes in? Amari Evans. Now who goes out or who comes in when Trey Wallace goes out? Dante Cephas. That is what we're anticipating here is that Dante Cephas is going to be the second string receiver to start. Uh, After that, Malik Mega as the ex. Malik McLean, another transfer receiver out of Florida State would be the Z. So there's your one, two, one, two, one, two. And then now, if Penn State does move to a three wide receiver, look. If they do, the slot, I think this is how it would look to start. Ideally, you wanted it to be Keandre Lambert-Smith in the slot. Dante Cephas as your X. And then a Trey Wallace as your Z. Malik McClain, maybe. But it hasn't exactly unfolded. This was a competition. This was an open competition. This is how the results ended up. (laughs) You You have your hand in poker, right? And then the river... And it doesn't exactly match, even though you might have great cards. doesn't match what the dealer flipped over, right? This was an open competition for the wide receivers, and this is what unfolded. Liam Clifford's going to be your starter in the slot based on what we know so far. This might change four or five weeks into the season. But Right now, if you went three wide receivers, Keandre Lambert-Smith as the X, Liam Clifford as your slot, the Y receiver, and then Trey Wallace as your Z. There you go. There's your three starting wide receivers if Penn State decides to go into that look. Ultimately, they want it to transition into Trey Wallace as your Z, Keander Lambert-Smith as your Y, and Dante Cephas as the X. Maybe that happens. Maybe Penn State feels comfortable with more of the two tight ends, the two running backs, the two wide receivers, if they decide to go more so that way. Whatever's comfortable for Drew Aller, right? Don't count out the tight ends. as just their targets too. You still have four capable wide receivers pass catchers, if you bring out the two wide receivers and the two tight ends. okay, You're going to have your H and your Y tight ends at Penn State. So the depth chart here, you're going to have two starters at tight end, Theo Johnson and Tyler Warren. Johnson's going to be your Y tight end, which is where, okay, so the Y and the H, what's the difference between the two? Not everybody knows that. It is where they line up on the line of scrimmage. So your Y is typically going to line up closer to the slot, the seam, Theo Johnson. And your H, Tyler Warren, is going to kind of shift everywhere. He'll be on the line of scrimmage. He won't necessarily be out wide. He'll come into the backfield, be essentially a fullback. Oh, people like that, traditional Penn State, a fullback in the Joe Pa offense. But That's what Tyler Warren's going to be. And it's really kind of difficult to project who the next man up at the Y or the H would be because all these guys could play. Both positions. Okay. There's really no difference between the Y and the H tight end. It's just where they line up on the line of scrimmage. But your, t- your 1A and your 1B are Theo Johnson and Tyler Warren. Your next two up, Khalil Dinkins, would be your 2A, and then Jerry Cross would be your 2B. But I would anticipate to watch out for the true freshman, especially Andrew Raplia, the tight end, freshman tight end. He's your 3A compared to the 3B for Joey Schlaffer. But Andrew Raplia, if things go well, he might push up into that 2B. Then there's the offensive line. We know that Olufashinu is the returning starter. Left tackle, he's going to protect the blind side of Drew Aller. The question mark is at left guard. We'll go left to right in this instance, okay? Left guard, Landon Tangwall, you would anticipate that he was going to be the starter. Because of the injury, you don't know. And I don't even know what Penn State was ultimately planning for both of its guard positions, but they had high praise for J.B. Nelson. They said that he was going to play starter type of reps. I think Jamie Nelson is going to be the starter at left guard for Penn State when they tried out against West Virginia. Landon Tangwell is the presumed starter if he's 100% healthy, but since that's not the case, he's just absent from practice. I can't speculate any more than that. Jamie Nelson is going to be your starting guard at left guard, okay? at the left spot. At center, Hunter Norzad, who's moved all around his career. He's played tackle at Cornell. He played guard for Penn State last year, and then they made him the center for this season. He's going to be your starting center at right guard. Sal Wormley returns. Uh, played, uh, moved around a little bit. They actually tried him out a little bit at center, but Sal Warmley is going to be your right guard going in for the season, your starting right guard, and then your starting right tackle is going to be Caden Wallace. Penn State feels very good about him, that he's taken an extra step forward, but how big was that step? That is the important question. And then your backups. Drew Shelton's going to be the backup at both the left and right tackle position. Drew Shelton has come a long way as a true sophomore. I thought handled his own pretty well with Olufashanu out last season. But then you look at some of the other offensive linemen that people need to know about. I would say Nick Dawkins is someone to keep an eye on as the backup center. Vanga Yuane is going to be the backup guard at either the right or the left spot. I think more so the right spot. Uh, and then, like I said, Drew Shelton, both the left and the right tackle. So those are, are immediately your backups. And then any of those guys, those freshmen could rotate in. Jabin Williams has gotten a lot of praise. Alex Birchmeyer has Anthony Donko, Jim Neono. But they were it, anticipate them to be more of your third string players. But that's your that's your depth chart for the offense. Your starters for Penn State at quarterback, Drew Aller, your running backs, Nicholas Singleton or Katron Allen, your wide receivers, Keandre Lambert Smith, Trey Wallace. If they're since they're going to go more of a two receiver set, your tight ends, Theo Johnson, Tyler Warren, your starting offensive line. It's going to be Olu And then JB Nelson, Hunter Norzad, Sal Wormley. And Caden Wallace. That's the starting offense for Penn State. Talk about the defense. Defense is pretty status quo, except at the safety spot. I want to get to that in just a moment. I want to thank one of our sponsors of today's episode, and that is Athletic Brewing Company. Now time for your game changer of the week, brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. And it's Drew Aller, okay, right? This is what Penn State fans have been waiting for all along. Aller changes the entire dynamic of the offense Much like Drew Aller, even though Penn State hasn't played yet, Athletic Brewing Company has changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. They make non-alcoholic beers full of flavor, well-crafted, and just like the full-strength beer. They brew over 50 styles of craft non-alcoholic beers, including IPAs, Goldens, Sours, and more. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near near you or you can buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers, use this code. Use this code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first online order. That's all it is. That's code LOCKEDON at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. And the Locked on Nittany Lines is your go-to podcast for happyvalleyinsider.com. Check them out, Penn State Rivals, for all the latest on the Penn State football team, recruiting, and so much more when it comes to Penn State Nittany Lions. Officially here, Penn State versus West Virginia, it is game week. Check them out, and of course, keep up to date here with Locked on Nittany Lines. Become an every day, or subscribe to the channel on YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. To the defense, it's going to be status quo for Penn State uh, aside from safety, safety is going to have a little bit of a, a different mark there. But we'll start with the front seven and move move all the way back, and we finish up with the special teams in the final segment. Uh, your starting group for the defensive line. We'll go with the defensive ends first. Chop Robinson and Adisa Isaac. That's pretty that's pretty understandable here. You're veterans. Chop Robinson is not necessarily a commi- uh, considered an All-American by everybody, but he should be. And Adisa Isaac, the veteran, uh, that has recovered from his injury very well. And those two will be a nice tandem behind him and uh, behind them. And I think that he will be, he doesn't ha- necessarily have to rotate in with somebody else. I think he's going to play both the left and the right side. And that's denied Dennis Sutton. How can you keep him off the field? Five, former five stars, six foot six, 260 pounds, I- impossible to really keep him off the field at this point in time. I, whenever Chop Robinson goes in, he'll go in, goes out. He will go in. Same thing with Adisa Isaac. I think he'll line up on either side. Uh, He'll float, essentially. Then that next group of of defensive ends will be Zariah Fisher and me and Vanover. Vanover is more of your strong side defensive end. He's going to stop the run, set the edge, kind of like a Nick Tarburton did. And then Zariah Fisher compliments him as a true pass rusher. Also somebody that coming back from an injury. Jameel Lyons has stepped up in a big way. The true freshman is stepping up with the absence of Smith Vilbert. Remember that he is out for the season. We found that out at media day. So those are essentially your first six defensive ends. Deny Dennis Sutton being on his own spot on the depth chart and then everybody else kind of having a compliment If you're looking for a compliment for Jameel Lyons, I would say Jake Wilson would be in that group. But uh, Lyons has impressed uh, so far for the Penn State coaches. Then defensive tackle, the interior. They've gotten a lot of criticism over the past couple of seasons, and I think that's going to be put to rest here in 2023. Hakeem Beeman and Devon Lees are going to be your starting defensive tackles, and then there's good, good, solid depth behind them. I anticipate Zane Durant almost like in that, deny Dennis Sutton role where he doesn't have to come in necessarily with a partner. He is going to be on his own depth chart and be the left or the right defensive tackle when either one of them goes out. Jordan Vandenberg and Keziah Hizzard are two guys that would be on that second and third string. If it wasn't for the injuries, I think Kaziah Hizzard would have have had a much better career with the Penn State Nittany Lines. I really do. Uh, if he is fully healthy, I know Jordan Vandenberg has gotten a lot of praise to this point. Coach Franklin says that he has been one of the most improved players throughout the offseason. But Kaziah Izzard has always had better technique than Vandenberg. If Vandenberg has truly made that jump, of the coaches have said, and Vandenberg will be that second string defensive tackle. Otherwise, I think it is Izzard. Um, but that's that's saying something. The fact that Vandenberg or Izzard would be your third, be your third defensive tackle. That's pretty good depth for the first time in a long time. Caleb Artis will be in that third string. And don't forget about Devon Townley Jr. Almost transferred out, came back. He'll be a third or a fourth string rotation kind of guy. Alonzo Ford is out. So that bumps guys that bumps guys like Caleb Artis and Devon Townley Jr. up. At linebacker status quo, the only question is the Mike linebacker. Is it going to be Elsden or Kobe King? I think it's going to be Kobe King. Kobe King down the stretch of last season, you want to parlay it into the current season. And they've said a lot of good things about Kobe King and how much he's just learned the game of college football, the defense, so much more he's grasping it. Because Kobe King is the better linebacker, but then there's a difference. Who's the better X's and O's guy? It's Tyler Elsden, but as far as the better athlete goes, it's Kobe King. And I think Kobe King is going to be the starter, but you have essentially another similar thing where it's 1A, 1B. You could have a King or Elsdon at that Mike linebacker spot. Curtis Jacobs is going to be your starting Sam, your strong side linebacker, and we all know Abdul Carter. Sticks is going to be the off-ball starting linebacker, the Will, the weak side. At the second string spot, Dom DeLuca, Tyler Elsdon being that 1B, Keon Wiley left to right, so strong middle and then the weak side. Don DeLuca's earned it. People like him. I know he's the new number zero now, the special teams ace. He's the backup linebacker here. Uh, Tony Rojas, Tamir Robinson, and KB on Keys are going to have to wait their turn. They're the third string. Well, that's a good third string. And I think Tony Rojas will be in that similar situation with Sutton, denied a Sutton, and Zane Durant, that he will float and can come in at the Mike linebacker spot. Could be any of them, but they're going to start him at the Sam because ultimately... They want him to push Dom De Luka to see if he can be that starting Sam a year from now. And Tony, but Tony Rojas, I think he'll play. He can play any linebacker spot. He's not just your traditional one, one technique type of linebacker. That's what Kobe King is. Kobe King is a mic and he's not moving anywhere. But Tony Rojas could play any of the three spots wherever they need him to. Back into the secondary. Okay, so now we're away from the front seven. Cornerbacks and safeties with the guys on the outside. Johnny Dixon and Kalen King. That's obvious. That's probably the most confident duo that out there. I don't have to speculate for anything. Those are your starters at the slot. Take one Hardy as well. He's been the starter for this will be his third season, getting a lot of time at the slot cornerback position. Those are your three starters at corner. Then it gets a little complicated. I'm not here to speculate and comment on the depth. I'm just here to bring it to you, right? Cam Miller is going to be a backup. Elliot Washington will be a backup on the outside. Your slot backup uh, Davian Collins was brought in from Mississippi State. I think they're going to go with the freshman King Mack. I know King Mack was recruited as a safety, but at 5'9", he's still able to make plays. Okay, Don't let the height deceive you. King Mack is going to be the backup slot cornerback. And then there's Zion Tracy, another true freshman, and Davian Collins, the transfer, and Lamont Payne. Okay, Those are your corners. That's safety. Keaton Ellis will be a starter, and then it's going to be Kevin Winston or Jalen Reed. Okay. There's speculation that Winston will start alongside Keaton Ellison in week one. I would like to argue that it's going to be Jalen Reed, depending on his injury recovery. Okay. He injured his shoulder in the Rose bowl, had surgery is now coming back. Is he at 100%? If he's not, it's KJ Winston. If because Jalen Reed, despite the injury, I think what is a better safety than KJ Winston at this point, but Both of them are good. Keaton Ellis is going to be the consistent. It's just a matter of who is going to play that strong safety spot. Keaton Ellis is going to play the free safety, and Winston and Reed are going to be the strong safeties. It's dependent on Reed's health uh, based on that injury suffered in the Rose Bowl. Uh, And then Zach Wheatley is kind of that other backup safety, and he's a true free safety. So this is what I want people to understand about the, the safety positions that, okay, Keaton Ellis can play both the strong and the free safety spot. Someone like Zachy e. Wheatley can only play the free safety spot. He's more of that ball hawk, uh, more of your traditional center field type of safety. And then other, your other strong safety would be K.J. Winston. He is a true strong safety. He doesn't have as much speed as you would like him to, but that fits him into that guy who can play into the box and be a hard hitter. A great tackler, but I'd like to see him play a little bit faster, a little more downhill. And then for Jalen Reed, he could play either the free safety and the strong safety spot, but anticipate him to be the strong safety if Keaton Ellis or Zachary Wheatley is on the field. But if both of them are on the field, Reed could play the strong. Reed could play the free safety spot, and KJ Winston could play the strong safety spot. So there's your safeties. How about that? Uh, good safety depth. However, for Penn State, not that same type of Jair Brown, Jaquan, Brisker type of player that they've always had. The special teams, save the the best for last here. All right. Before we get to them, let's hear from our other sponsor of today's episode, and that is Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events, it shouldn't be stressful. It really shouldn't. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all of your sports, music, comedy events, theater near you game time gives you a great experience the flash deals and last minute tickets easy to find and able to buy tickets for any kind of event in your area image images of the seat view so I've used the game time app and I love that I get to see what tickets I'm looking at and then where I'm sitting how I'm going to get to view the event lowest price guarantee event cancellation protection. All that more on game time. So game time is the place for your last second deals. Get exclusive flash deals even. I thought that was a cool feature. When I'm looking at games or events, they give you flash deals for football, basketball, baseball concerts, so much more that you get extra money back. On your purchases. So sag those tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LockedOnCollege for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account, redeem that code LockedOnCollege for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest priced, guaranteed. And in this final segment, let's look at the special teams unit. So brand new kicker, brand new punter, long snapper, punt returner. The only consistent is kick returner. We'll start with the kicker, though. I think it's going to be Sanders Sehadak or Alex Falcons. Uh, Sehadak has received more praise, in my opinion, from being around the coaches and talking to them than an Alex Falcons. But never, I think it's going to be Sehadak or Falcons. In these types of games against Delaware, UMass, you're going to see both of them kick. That's just the competition is going to be a little ongoing for punter. It's going to be Riley Thompson. They brought him out of FAU was an all freshman conference selection with FAU a year ago. He's older too. He's a veteran. Alex Paquetta is still really young and just frankly, hasn't lived up to the expectations as being one of the top punter recruits not too long ago. I think it's going to be taught you bring in Thompson for that reason, because you don't think Paquetta is ready. Uh, at kick return, this is the consistent. Nicholas Singleton and with Catron Allen. It's going to be Singleton to start, and then Allen's going to be essentially that up man, that blocker. Singleton is the primary returner. Punt return, you have quite a few options. I think it's going to be Daquan Hardy as the starting punt returner, but Caden Saunders could be back there. Amari Evans, even Keandre Lambert-Smith. It sounds like Daquan Hardy is going to be the best viable option for Penn State at punt returner. And then there's kickoff. Back to the kicking game. Sanders Sahadak or Gabe Wosu. Gabe Wosu a mountain of a man. A huge person. I'm expecting Sanders Sahadak to take that step forward and be the kicking specialist that Penn State needs this year. Not necessarily that Jordan Stout that truly does it all. Place kicking, punning, and kick, uh, kicking off. But Sanders Sahedak will handle the kicking specialists. For the holder spot, it could be Riley Thompson, the punter, and that's usually the case where the punter is the holder, but it could be a backup quarterback. Think of Billy Fessler not too long ago, who was lower on the depth chart, now an offensive coordinator, right? Uh, an assistant coach, but he was uh, the holder once upon a time. It could be Bo Prabula. backup quarterback can handle uh, holding place kicks, PATs, it could be the punter. I'm anticipating Riley Thompson since he is older. And then the long snapper, this is why I saved this one for last because we knew this one. This was one of the camp battles going into the offseason. Tyler Dezanski came out on top. He's going to be your starting long snapper after Chris Stoll won the award for top long snapper. Just last season, big shoes to fill, and Tyler Zansky's going to be the guy. So that is your fish. That is your official preview of the depth chart, your offensive, defensive, and special team starters for the Penn State Nittany Lions going into 2023. We'll have more coming up here on Locked On Nittany Lions with previewing Penn State and West Virginia. My official season predictions, game by game, player by player, all of it all condensed into one episode for you. So keep it right here on Locked On Nittany Lions for more Penn State football content.